The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must take America back as liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. We are back. Second hour of the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Statmiller. Joining me from Florida is Steve Elkins. And, um, Steve, um, I was watching One News Now. Uh, that's not available on the cable uh, that I have available. Uh, Spectrum has this tendency to take Fox Business and Fox Business uh, News Channel. Uh, here in Central Texas, it's 202 and 206 on Spectrum. And uh, they have no problem... Uh, when you go to tune to Fox News, oh, I'm sorry, this uh, this channel isn't available at this time. You know, I know it's intentionally being done because that happens on no other channel. Uh, I don't subscribe to the, the biggie, you know, people spend hundreds of dollars a month. I use it for the basic cable for the news shows so I can track and trace to see what the perception basket weavers out there are trying to do to America. And I'm watching, I have the ability, I have, thank you, Tom, I have this little box that I can go see different things that's happening around the world, and One America News is not on Spectrum. And, well, I go and search on my little box, thank you again, Tom, and I've got access to One America News. Well, there was a story today, and I'm looking at the little screen wipes below who the guest is that they're talking to, none other than the Veritas Project. They have made that part of One America News Network. Wow. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, you know what? Right on, guys. Right on. Still there, Steve? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. Well. Just listening to you. Just listening to me. You can do that on, you you can listen to yourself. uh... (laughs) Should I say a cuss word? Oh, let me say something. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Please. And hey, by uh, the way, today is, is day two. I was looking up today. It's day 200, John. 200. Oh, 200 of what? You know, uh, Amy Goodman has her War and Peace Report day, so-and-so. I think she's finally dropped the number. Today is the, the 200th day of the scamdemic pandemic. Did she actually say that? No, no, she doesn't. She won't. I don't oh, know. I don't no. even watch her anymore. I used to watch her all the time. But well, and, she always talks about the War and Peace Report, and uh, she brings up days so and so. Steve, this, uh, today is the two hundredth day of the scam. Steve, do you remember 
Now, what's the title of her show? Democracy Now. Uh, Democracy Now. That's right. And she's had the title of that show for many, many years, and nobody else was using the word democracy. Now what are they all doing? They're all using... Since when did we go from a constitutionally limited republic to a democracy? This is part of the programming, folks. This is part of the programming. And what I... oh, You, you and I were talking about this earlier. What I really find disgusting, and most people are not looking at this, so they haven't even recognized it. We're so busy, oh, with the Antifa and the BLM and the people of BLM, well, they're really Marxist and this, that, and the other, and aren't those people on the extreme left and left, aren't they bad? Well, I got news for you, folks. People on the other side of the aisle can be just as bad, if not worse, depending on circumstance, day of the week, subject matter, or whatever policy they want to put through. You know, are the Republicans down with this COVID-19 thing? Well, of course they are. You know, Steve, have you noticed that every time the government has a war on anything, like a war on drugs or a war on illiteracy, Every time they launch a war on something, why does it progressively, tongue-in-cheek, get worse? So now the government... Well, not all on top of that, on top of that, John. They also create new commerce with their new wars. So if somebody's getting rich on a new war, a new declaration of war on this or that brings in more money, John. Somebody's making a lot of money on that. Well, and, you know... Crisis commerce. I, uh... Or catastrophe. I put my own tag on this uh, on this story. And now a word from lamestream media. And I do this, and I always let the viewer that looks at the stories on this website, I will put up the lamestream media articles for a reason. And I always indicate, you know, here it is. This is what's going on out there, because a lot of people have thrown out their televisions. They don't listen to anything but this network. Of, of which I'm grateful for, but uh, this story I put up, and now a word from lamestream media, and what this is covering is this wonderful guy, Dr. Robert Redfield, who's the chief cook and liar over at the CDC. Story as follows. The director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has grown increasingly concerned that President Donald Trump, pushed by a new member of his coronavirus Atlas, hint, hint, task force is sharing incorrect information about the pandemic with the public. Now, NBC News uh, did this story, big surprise. Dr. Robert Redfield, who uh, leads the CDC, suggested in a conversation with a colleague Friday that Dr. Scott Atlas is aiming or I'm sorry, arming Trump with misleading data about a range of issues, including questioning the efficacy of the mask, whether young people are susceptible to the virus and the potential benefits of herd immunity. This is his statement. Everything he says is false, Redfield said during a phone call made in uh, public on a commercial airline and overheard by NBC News. Redfield acknowledged after the flight from Atlanta to Washington, D.C. that he was speaking about Dr. Atlas, the neuro-radiologist with no background in infectious diseases or public health. Atlas was brought onto the White House task force in August. Now, Redfield testified before Congress, and I watched that testimony. 
Steve, did you happen to see any of that? No, I did not. Okay. And I noticed something about Dr. Redfield. When he starts talking, he'll be looking at the person that he's talking to, and then all of a sudden his eyes will close, and he'll continue talking. That's a clear indicator to me that you never want to look somebody straight in the eye and lie to him, so he's going to shut his eyes. And and I'm, I'm sure he can still see a little bit, but you can't see his eyeballs. But he closes his eyes, and then he goes on and talks and talks and talks. Do you enjoy talking to anybody, Steve, that won't look you straight in the eye? No, no. No, I don't, I don't trust people that won't look you straight in the eye. I mean, back, back in the day, John, I mean, it wasn't, wasn't that the way we, we, we communicated with, as far as trust, look you straight in the eye, the firm handshake was the, was the bond, the, uh, the contract yeah. sealed the bond. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Look and and the, now, now there's an exception to this rule. Psychopaths can look you straight in the eye and lie to you right to your face, and you'd never know the difference. But there's a little mental aberration going on there. And it's been said that these people really can't help themselves because they got a mental disease, and they may not even be aware of it. But I've met people that I know to be liars, and they're just happy-go-lucky, smiley people, and look right at you, and they will tell you a falsehood right to your face while looking straight in your eyes without batting an eyelash. That's just a little side note. It was something that I've noticed about this guy that I wanted to bring up. Now, Redfield testified before Congress this month that he suspects that a face covering could protect him from COVID-19 better than any future vaccine. Now, most public health officials share the view that masks are essential to stop the spread of the virus. Still, Trump has repeatedly cast doubt on how useful wearing them may be. He's not cast out. He's demonstrated. I called it signaling. Donald Trump is signaling to you. Today, he was on, guess what? No face mask. The um, person that he is trying to put on the Supreme Court, they did a conference today, and they both walked to the podium. Guess what? No social distancing and no mask. Now, Redfield said if every one of us did it, this pandemic would be over in 8 to 12 weeks, before offering a stark warning that contradicted the president's assertion that the country is rounding the corner on the pandemic. We're nowhere, he says, we're nowhere near the end. Now, isn't it, like you said earlier, Steve, good observation. We're rolling into what's coming up. Okay, um, we're almost to the 1st of October. What's coming up in November and December? You got the flu season coming, and what I told you is they've already coined the phrase already. It's called a twindemic, twindemic, both the COVID and the flu coming together, same season, basically, and you're never going to take the mask off. Well, this is the cleanup here. In an emailed statement, a CDC spokesman said NBC News is reporting one side of a private phone conversation by CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield that was overheard on a plane from Atlanta Hartsfield Airport. Dr. Redfield was having a private discussion regarding a number of points he made public, uh, publicly about COVID-19. No, I read that as you got caught, dude. You got caught by a reporter that brought this up. You know, hey, even a busted clock is right twice a day. In any rate, before he joined the task force, Atlas was a frequent guest on Fox News, where he pushed to reopen the country and espouse views that 
were more closely aligned with Trump's opinion during the health crisis. Since his addition to the task force, he has become the medical expert who spends the most time with the president, and his profile has been elevated in recent weeks by his appearing in the White House briefing room when Trump speaks to reporters. Dr. Deborah Burks and Dr. Anthony Fauci, who attended near-daily briefings with the president alongside Redfield in the spring, have at times voiced their disagreements with Atlas as a number of coronavirus cases has surged. That's called a differing medical opinion. Climbing by 22% in the last two weeks, according to data reviewed by NBC News, two dozen states reported higher numbers than during the previous seven-day period. More than, and here's the lie repeated, now they've upped it. More than 204,000 people have died of the virus in the United States, with 7 million infected so far. Steve, can these people be sued for putting out false information? Is there any way... If If you could prove knowingly that they knew the opposite, yes, you probably could. But you know what the government always says, they use the good excuse they always say is that uh, they had faulty intelligence or they um, misspoke or there's always, you know, I always look for, John, I always look for those words of speculation. May, maybe, might, could, could be, maybe. Those are words of speculation. Those are not words based on fact. I look for those words all the time. Matter of fact, they just brought up today that the virus may, may be mutating and making it more contagious, the spread of the virus. May. You know, may. Is, is that kind of like... conclusive. It may. Is that kind of like your defense attorney telling you when you take a stand and you're cross-examined, when the prosecutor asks you a question, uh, you're to respond, well, you know, I think to the best of my ability, or to the best of my right. recollection, there's a loophole there. Right. That, that, that's a building yeah, loophole. All right. Well, in any oh, that's a that's a Hillary loophole. She used that all the time. Hillary used it all the time. To the best of my recollection, I do not remember that conversation. Now there is concern among you red. Could, you could tattoo that on her rear end. <laughs> there is a concern among Redfield and others that Atlas continually briefs the president and misrepresents what other health experts have said in sworn testimony, according to the member of the task force. As to respond to Redfield's comments. Atlas said in a statement, everything I have said is directly from the data and the science. It echoes what is said by many of the top medical experts in the world, including those at Stanford, Harvard, and Oxford. Now, the White House official responded by saying the president consults with many experts, both inside and outside of the federal government, who sometimes disagree with one another. Gee, Steve, do you think the disagreements here is just um, uh, Dr. Atlas? Or have they tried to scrub and minimize other doctors that were well qualified to make opposing statements to what Burks and Fauci and Redfield have been shoveling? They've all been eliminated. They've been deplatformed. That's taboo. To this day, Fox News is still up there with the narrative of the coronavirus or COVID-19. They're part and parcel of the problem. Yes, they are. How much longer must this circus continue? Because, well, let me just play you what Dr. Fauci has said. Tonight, from the nation's top infectious disease expert, a warning. If we don't carefully follow the guidelines, the other guidelines, the masking, the distance, the crowds, 
that we may see another surge again. Some forecasts for the entire country, even more dire. It's going to be an accelerating epidemic. A model out of the University of Washington projects by the end of the year, the nation's daily death rate will quadruple to a staggering 3,059 deaths a day. As fall and winter comes, you know, every respiratory virus that we know of gets transmitted more because people go indoors. And we also see in the data that people are being less careful. In California, which now has the most cases in the country, coronavirus hospitalizations yet again on the rise. Officials project they'll go up roughly 89 percent over the next month. And in Florida on Friday, despite roughly 700,000 cases and the death toll topping 14,000, hotels, bars and restaurants reopened. Steve, were you aware that there's 14,000 people in the state of Florida that have died from the flu? No. Well, NBC says it's so. And well, do, it must be true then. Well, it must. I mean, do they? And and where's their retraction when they're proven to be wrong? It's non-existent. I'm sorry. I just had to jump in there. No restrictions. I hope everything's coming back on normal. People, they need that. The order from Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. He's also pushing for NFL stadiums to fill their seats as the season goes on. But I also want to be able to show... We're going to be able to host the Super Bowl in February. And in New York Hmm. City, pointed to as a prime example of how to beat back the pandemic with a positivity rate of just over 1%, there's concern. With clusters of cases in Brooklyn and Queens, health officials there are facing pushback. Amidst warnings, those areas are days away from reimposing restrictions. Yet another reminder that in the battle against COVID-19, any progress made is precarious. And so is the media in this country. Holy mackerel, Steve, they continue. Now they're upping the numbers. Yeah. Well, yeah, they are. And that's what makes me mad. I mean, here you have a CDC confession, a CDC confession, and for some reason it it just floated out to space. It didn't really matter. And Fox is guilty of it. They're still talking 200,000 plus. And uh, it's like it never was said. And the padding in the numbers is, is, well, yeah, it's said, but we're not going to grab onto that. I don't know. It, the, the media in this country is, is the absolute worst, John. It is, it is so untrustworthy. It's, it's the worst. I just got an email from a lady named Joy. She said, have you heard that SCOTUS nomination Amy Coney Barrett is the only candidate that espouses forced lockdowns and forced vaccinations? Of the 22 that Trump picked from, if this is true, I will not vote for Trump. I've almost given up on him. She could very well be a tiebreaker going in with the liberals. I'm sick of this. Trump isn't even the lesser of two evils. Well, we talked a little bit about that as well. Uh, What is November 4th, 5th, 6th? What's November, December, January going to look like in this country? Well, if Trump gets reelected, we're going to have problems. If Joe Biden gets elected, we're going to have problems. So which would you rather have in the White House, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? And, Joy, if you really want a war, well, okay. You may get your wish because you know what? I'm not going to take forced vaccinations. I'm not going to be a part of this. And what do you think Uncle Joe and Kamala would be doing once they're in the White House. Mm, mm, mm. 
Hey gang, Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and the new app, Koshertified, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food, regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out thekosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the Koshertified app can make a huge difference for your future. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. By the way, Laura, you drop, and I'm my bad. So if you want to call back in, Lane in Texas. Hello, Lane. Yeah, hi, John. Good show today. Um, had a couple things I wanted to discuss, but uh, talking about Fauci to begin with, um, as you recall, he predicted this virus outbreak back in 2017. So, you know, being able to predict something this winter shouldn't be a problem for him because he was way ahead of the curve on, on COVID, too. So. 
people remember that yep. particular scenario. It's true. Well, but, uh, and and they're still trying to push this, and 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 this. I'm very pleased about this, in in this respect, that in spite of the media, including Fox News, I do not want to leave these people out, that any opposing viewpoints, and there's a lot of virologists and bacteriologists and all kinds of doctor-ists, there we have a ton of experts that know what the heck they're talking about, but they're not allowed to give an opposing view. We're just going to carry the Fauci crap, you know, and we're we're going to keep going with this... I, I, I I am. I'm just astounded. Definitely propaganda. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, but to get into what I wanted to talk about, John. Uh, first up, uh, there was uh, some stories circulating about uh, our troops being used to distribute vaccines, and then recently Mike Adams uh, had a story that really the the troop scenario is kind of a plan to have troops pre-positioned around the country at the end of this month, going into November which seems to make a lot of sense uh, as we see what's coming up. But uh, it's kind of curious if either of you have uh, followed this or heard much more discussion about it. I have not. Have you, Steve? No. Mm-mm. I have not. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, the story is there, I think, on natural news. But, again, if you want to take a look and uh, just kind of be here. I, 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 don't, I don't do natural news any for <laughs> any longer. I, uh, I've had enough experience with the guy over there. I don't. I don't post any of his stories anymore. I, I, I've seen. Okay. I've seen this guy do too much that has brought. And I hate to use the term credibility, but I got to use the credibility factor here. I've seen this guy doing stuff that it's like what? So I. I, I don't. There. There's enough information out there. Credible sources of information. That thank God we have the ability to pick and choose. Um, who we want to reference, and and natural news ain't one of them, not for me. Yeah, I think anymore. he kind of went over the top when it came to the COVID thing too. So I, I do agree with you there. But yeah. uh, John, the second thing I wanted to mention was uh, on Robert Rabel's show last night, the Incendiary Radio, about the twenty minute mark of the first hour, he did bring on that attorney. I think his name's Robert Barnes, and he is kind of concerned about uh, Coney Barrett also that she might be a Trojan horse, and uh, he did discuss the Jacobson case, which. Uh, to me, does uh, you know really present a real issue for us? Okay, I'm not familiar forward. with the Jacobson case. Excuse me. I'm not. Uh, I, you said he brought up a case. I'm not familiar with the case you just cited. Yeah. Give us give us okay. a brief on that. What is the Jacobson case? Well, the way I understand it, it's the case where I think it's like 1905. The Supreme Court ruled in favor of the state being able to use an emergency as mandates for shots. Okay. It's a. J-A-C-O-B-S-E-N. I, I thought you guys were familiar with it. I thought no, Steve, I wasn't. you had talked about it also. No, I wasn't. Well, you, you know, something I noticed the other day, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, something I thought about that, because you're worried about the vaccine issue, how she may go on that issue, constitutional, unconstitutional, will they put a mandatory out there? I did notice that she has seven children, two of them were adopted, five are natural, two were adopted from Haiti, and I noticed a special needs child, which was theirs. I don't know if he was Down syndrome or autistic. So I'm willing to bet, I've just got this funny feeling that uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has probably had a little talk, and I'm willing to bet maybe there's some issues there, maybe possibly with vaccines with this child, but she has a special needs child. I'm willing to bet 
her opinion on the vaccinations, especially forced vaccinations, mandatory, might surprise you quite a bit. Might well, surprise you. Yeah, yeah, well, I'd, agree, I'd agree with that, too. And, uh, and again, I think uh, one thing that really uh, kind of stays in my mind is there was a caller to the show, John's show, several weeks ago. And, again, the, the Jason case came up real briefly, so there was no real discussion about it. This guy seemed very well versed on it. He said that the Jacobson decision was more was being applied incorrectly. That was more about the fact whether the guy was forced to pay a fine versus being forced to take a vaccination. And I just bring it up because I hope he's hearing this and may call in because if that's the case, people like Dershowitz and others using Jacobson as this, uh, you know, the, the impetus to force shots on people, it could be a real game changer. Well, and, and I was thinking about this during the break, that, uh, you know, whoever Donald Trump is trying to get on the Supreme Court, what what makes, and, and this is not supposed, the Supreme Court was never meant to be the arm of a president's view on policy or his idea of what America should be. In order to be to be an impartial Supreme Court judge, irrespective of your political convictions, that's not what a Supreme Court judge is supposed to do. Not they're supposed to be interpreting the Constitution, not making law from the bench, whether it's a federal judge or the Supreme Court. Hang on a second, I've got to take this break. You're bringing up some good points. Let's break. We'll be back in three. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Extend your life with Extendovite. After about a month of Extendovite, I don't know what it is about uh, the circulation factor. I was able to increase the weight, increase the amount of sets I could do. It has to do with the oxygen getting to the blood. You should market this uh, as an athletic performance. And I don't change anything about my diet or anything. I just thought, this is amazing. Bilberry extract has got something called resveratrol in it, which is the same stuff that you get from red wine. It's also good for eyesight. And I was reading that the uh, Royal Air Force during World War II would give their pilots bilberry jam so they could have better night vision stuff. This is amazing. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. 
Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Wasn't that the idea when we started out? At school, that's what they said the Constitution was about. Wasn't that the idea when we started out? Thank you, Mary, for sending this in. The Board of Health of a city or town, if in its opinion it is necessary for the public health or safety, shall require and enforce the vaccination and revaccination of all the inhabitants thereof and shall provide them with a means of free vaccination. Whoever, being over 21 years of age and not under guardianship, refuses or neglects to comply with such requirement shall forfeit $5. That's Jacobson versus Massachusetts, 197 U.S. 11, and the year is 1905. So there you are. There you go. Lane? Five bucks. The guy had the, uh, uh, the, the uh, ability to refuse the shot and pay the fine. Maybe he was fighting the fine, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, how does a health department that's unelected and we don't know who these people are running these health departments, so, you know, wh- who they're tied to, pharmaceuticals or whatever. How do they have the right to dictate anything to us? I see a definite Fourth Amendment exactly. problem there. Well, and, and I'm in agreement with you. And these experts, I mean, has, has it, to your satisfaction, Lane, has not enough holes been poked into Dr. Fauci's rap and Dr. Burks's rap to cause, <laughs> cause for pause for you? It has me. Uh, well, they lied from the get-go on the number of deaths, and uh, they were mixing all the numbers together with other comorbidities. Uh, you know, other than that, they've done a pretty good job. And <laughs> speaking of Redfield, you know, he reminds me of James Clacker, Clapper, the way he looks around and his eyes are rolling when he talks. So uh, <laughs> that's what struck me about that joker. Well, I, but, uh, I you know, <laughs> this guy, I, I, you get a, you know, life experience. This is part of the fight and flight, our instincts as human beings. We read people's faces. Don't you find it maddening to look at experts talking to you and the only thing you can see is their eyes? No facial expressions, no nothing. And we have this, and we develop this over the years. Uh, We're social creatures. We have dealings with human beings every day of our lives. And we have... 
some built-in um, BS meter stuff that goes off in our head to let us know that whoever we're dealing with, you know, this might be a little problem here. Maybe, maybe I better pay a little bit more attention. This is part of our ability. But like I said, you know, the psychopath can stand there and smile at you and just have the bright spring, you know, sprite little eyes. What am I trying to say here? Sparkling little eyeballs and look at you directly in your face, right into your eye and lie to you. And you'd never know. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, well I you know, John, the, the psycho, who, uh, the psychopath convinces himself. Yeah. The psychopath convinces himself. It's not a lie. If you believe it is, is the thinking set of, of, of a psychopath. And there's one lie after another, after another lie. And then you have another lie to cover another lie. It was a lie from the very beginning, from the very, very beginning. All right. Lane, I appreciate your call. Thank you so much Thank for you. bringing that up. Yeah, a $5 fine in 1905, that was a pretty hefty fine. But you had a choice of paying the fine or taking the shot. And what we have learned... Well, isn't this the same situation? Wouldn't this be the same situation right now? As Obamacare, you did not comply with Obamacare, and then you had to pay a fine. Correct? Well, of course. And yeah. and didn't we have from didn't we have from Gorsuch? Um, what did what did he say about uh, about that? That uh, oh well, the opinion came out that um, well, it's the government, and they have the right to do this because 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 oh oh that's right, it was Congress's right to lay and collect taxes. So that's that's going to be what my opinion is. Uh, wait a minute, lay and collect taxes. Well, I'll tell you what. You people are all worried about uh, Amy Coney Barrett. Be more concerned also about John Roberts and how he reversed his decision on Obamacare after I, a half. Yeah, I misspoke. It wasn't Gorsuch. How he was adamant against yeah. it. I misspoke. And he flipped. You're, you're right. And he changed his mind. Yeah. All right. right. We got we got loaded phones here. So. Wayne, Be worried about that. Be worried about that guy. Well, and, How would he vote? And if she is a good judge, and, and I want people to think about this, based on the evidence presented in the argument in front of the Supreme Court, with the constitutional mandates or backing, that's how they make their decisions. So we'll see what kind of a judge. We're not going to know what kind of Supreme Court judge she is going to make until she starts making rulings. Exactly. <sighs> John in California. Hello, John. Good afternoon, John. It's Steve. Hi. Um, Steve, I, I couldn't get on to you last night. I sent you both that uh, link about that video about the woman in the hospital with COVID that ended up dying. Did you get it? Do you remember? Uh, I'll, I'll check. I'm not sure. I had no internet last night. I did, didn't get to do a, sh- a live show last night. Anyway, well, I sent it to you last down. week yeah. both about the woman who was crying oh, and okay. All that she was going to die and all that. They put her on a bed while okay. she was gone real fast. And I said, yeah, that's what happened. Anyway, so, yeah, I'm driving by. What, what, what was her age? Refresh my memory. What was her age? She was probably, uh, I don't think, she, maybe 40s, 50. She wasn't old. Oh, that's she young. was young. She looked like a Hispanic woman. She was just sobbing in the bed. Sorry, we're family that this happened. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. And then it cut to a few days later, she was put on a ventilator, and then she was gone. And then the daughter, I guess her daughter, came on and was a little sorry that, you know, this happened and all that. And I thought to myself, because of listening to your expertise and others on there, I said the ventilator is going to kill him. It did. 
Well, if it was, if it's mismanaged, and a lot of times people are put on ventilators and they shouldn't be. But you know, the death of somebody young here. Now, this is a good example of somebody who probably shouldn't have been put on a ventilator. It was probably mismanaged, and they died. And now it's a great statistic for them because look, we have a forty-year-old woman who just died of COVID. Mm. You see what I'm saying here? Yeah. The death, the death, her death, where where should have been. It it uh, it fits it it fits their little bill their little agenda of saying look the age he's forty years old she died oh my gosh get the vaccine get this do this do this it works the agenda all right Jen sad yeah it's a sad. great scare tactic if they want to hear it so anyway all right all hey, right gentlemen sure. thanks Appreciate a lot have a good day oh John talking yeah. up front side a lot of interested people I'm talking to them well uh, send them uh, Dan Sutterfield's way because That's Dan. Dan might be able to help them out. Do you still have Dan's number? Yeah, but I'm sending him the link from Dr. Piazza. Just listen to it. I'll give you a free four-day course. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. Thank you, John. Appreciate your call. By the way, before I continue here, and we'll get to all your calls, I'm going to skip the last break here. Um, This comes from the Gateway Pundit. Huge new data shows states with unemployment over 10% are all run by Democrats except one. Now... Supposedly, uh, the seasonally adjusted national unemployment rate was 8.4% in July. Well, all the states which had unemployment rates of 10% or higher in the government's August state-by-state report was released just last Friday. California, 11.4%, Hawaii, 125 Illinois, 11 Massachusetts, 11.3%, New Jersey, 109 New Mexico, 113 Nevada, 132 New York, 125 thank you, Mr. Cuomo, Pennsylvania, 103 and Rhode Island, 10, or I'm sorry, 12.8%. Now, they broke this down by the cities governed by Democrats. Metro LA, 16.1%, Metro Chicago, 12.1%, New York City, 16%, and Metro Cleveland, 10.4%. Now, the writer of this article is one Jim Hoft, that he uh, finishes this out by saying the hard-left mayors of these cities are making things even worse for their citizens than their hard-left governors. Well, you know what's been left off of this? Texas. We have unemployment higher than 10% here in Texas, but somehow it didn't make this list. Why? Yeah, it is interesting. And you know what? This governor down here has not addressed this. Here we are moving into October. November flu season's coming here, folks. And we got a governor that's paralyzed from the neck up that has not said anything about his meddling with business here in Texas. And I don't, he may or may not be aware, but I'm telling him there's a lot of Texas out here that are cowboys stomping mad at this governor because he's continuing this stuff. All the all the press conferences he's given is about, well, we're not going to defund the police, blah, 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 blah. Excuse me, what about your mask-wearing diaper-on-my-face stuff, governor? And what are you going to be doing this November? Ah, Steve. Somehow I think you made the right choice so by John, going to is John, Florida. Is your governor, is, yeah, is your governor saying that your cases are going up right now? He's not saying much of anything. He, what is he? What he is saying I'm is saying, not. Figure a, out why you're stuck in phase two. I don't know. I wish I could call the governor's office and ask ask him and get a, get an answer. 
because no reporter or anybody is even making the attempt, or it's not being reported that they have made the attempt. And they're letting this guy, one of the biggest states in our union, folks, they're they're giving this guy a free pass, and even the guy that wrote this has given Texas a free pass. Why? I don't know. Pat in Fort Worth. Hello, Pat. I wonder, John, if there's a... Steve? I wonder if there's a, a way of maybe he's trying to get some federal dollars to bail out some of his debt. Well, it's been said that there's $6 billion laying around that he's not really done anything with, and I'm wondering why. There's a lot of questions there, but the only thing we've got is speculation because the man is not speaking. We don't know. Pat in Fort Worth. Hello, Pat. Well, you know, we fought pretty hard to get rid of that Wendy Davis with her pink shoes on, which stands for abortion, and stand up there and filibuster 24 hours to kill babies. I'm sorry, I'm upset. But I want to tell you what, we need to make this a sanctuary state for pre-born and, and born alive. You want to get like New York and light up all three bridges and the trade tower peak when they voted to kill the baby after it's born? You want this baby? We got to get on the side of God, John. You know, Pat. And, Pat, and, uh, well, calm down. Don't don't get too upset. We're we're going through the we're it going. Always does it. <laughs> we're we're going through the throes of a communist takeover in this country. You know, we used to chide about liberals and their wacky thinking. Now it is being picked up and parroted by mainstream. You've noticed the politicians, these snaky people. How and and let me well, ask. Was, and let me ask you this. I wanted to say. Okay, hold on. And Pat, okay. how 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 does that square with the Constitution? Anybody that's voted into a public office is supposed to take an oath to the Constitution. How can these people take office when they don't believe in doing that? And they're going to do everything sixteen different ways from Sunday to violate said Constitution. Well, I'm just saying that you got to watch out for the way they talk. If they say, "Well, we respect the culture of life," oh, really? Are, are, uh, we got to stop the need for unwanted pregnancies. I remember when this big guy in Mexico, I think, he, he was supposed to have more money. He could beat Perry. He could beat everybody. And uh, he said he was pro-life. But you get at the end of the leftist liberal newspaper, and he said, I'm only pro-life before birth. I mean, after birth. I'm only pro-life after birth. He wasn't pro-life before birth. Do you get it? Pro-life means nothing anymore. you got to quiz him, yeah. a politician. I... And that lady, I'm not taking up her or anything, but I just say that if you want to tell them from us, tell them you're a one-issue person. How do you stand on abortions? <laughs> and and this, this guy over here, and uh, even if it's not true, this guy over here didn't. His name is Mark Crutcher, and he has YouTube. And he's got a thing called Robots, R-O-E-B-O-T-S. And it's real cute, real short, about six of them. And it has them asking, like they're a robot, asking their question that they could prove to you that abortion is, is what's needed. And then he has a real good answer for it. How about, uh, personal, how, about, how about personal responsibility? Pat, I got loaded phones. I only got 10 minutes left. Okay, I, I, I don't know what you mean, but I just know this. If the Creator God created you, He's not going to give anybody else a chance to take you away, and He's responsible for taking care of you. And I have never seen anybody who was scared they couldn't afford a baby do without. God looks after them. 
All right, Pat. I appreciate your call. Thank you. Kevin in West Virginia. Hello, Kevin. Hey, John. Hi, Steve. It's been a while since I called in and said hello. Um, the problem, the issue that I'm having today is you were talking about the uh, uh, the Supreme Court and the um, uh, Jacobson case. Um, and one of the statements that I wanted to call in and mention, and you had said it time and time again, and think of Roe v. Wade. They say it's the law of the land. No, it's not. It's just an opinion of nine people. It's just an opinion. That's all it is. It is not a rule. It is not a law. It's an opinion of nine people, unelected nine people, and I would like to see them enforce. You know, they don't have the power to enforce their quote-unquote opinions, but that's all it is. It's judicial supremacy and judicial tyranny. That's what we're facing. It's no, uh, Kevin, Kevin, it's known as policy. Just like it's policy here in Williamson County for the city of Round Rock to tell businesses, oh, they got to mask up and you got to social distance and you got to. It's not a law. Oh, it's not. And like you said, policy. And just as these Supreme Court justices, it's just an opinion. And they would just, ha- they want you to believe that is the rule of the land or the law of the land, like the Constitution. It is just an opinion of nine people that are unelected, and we should not listen to what the Supreme Court judges or how they rule or anything. It has become, the Supreme Court and the judiciary has become so unruly, so tyrannical. I mean, we talk about the executive branch and dictatorships. What about a judicial supremacy here? That's what we got going on in this country. Is the okay, judiciary. Kevin, the Supreme Court, Kevin, the Supreme Court, is not based on natural law, your inalienable rights, God-given inalienable rights. Uh, they do not base their decision. You're right. It's just it's just a personal decision. It's not based on natural law at all. Nothing. Well, the Supreme Court has made a lot of rulings that they're there to interpret the Constitution, but they step aside from the constitutional issue to make rulings that is nowhere written in the Constitution. I thought that they're only supposed to be talking about and, you know, reviewing cases and giving opinions based on the Constitution. Well, I've seen these people take up a lot of stuff that ain't nowhere near the Constitution. But again, that goes to our administrative state, Kevin, and the trove of lawyers that they've brought with them to convince everybody that it's the law of the land. Absolutely. Totally agree. And I just wanted to say, everybody, it's not a law of the land. It's just an opinion right. with nine people I got you. Kevin, or- Kevin, you're repeating yourself now. We got your point, and I appreciate you calling back in because you bring up a good point. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you. it very much. Chris in Clearwater. Hello, Chris. Chris, are you there? Hey, John, I'm glad. There you I'm are. glad that you caught I'm glad that you caught on after the caller mentioned Jacobson versus Massachusetts to the fact that it's uh, bodily autonomy is legal only for a fee. And that's something that a lot of people on apparently our side uh, neglect to mention. They say that Jacobson versus Massachusetts allows for forced vaccination when it only allows for levying a fine. And a really good um, article on NVIC National Vaccine Information Center, nvic.org, is forced vaccination the tra- tragic legacy of Jacobson v. Massachusetts. Um, basically, uh, here's a quote um, that 
that uh, really is quite shocking from that decision of the Supreme Court said, quote, a common belief like common knowledge does not require evidence to establish its existence, but may be acted upon without proof by the legislature and the courts. The fact that the belief is not universal is not controlling, for there is scarcely any belief that is accepted by everyone. The possibility that the belief may be wrong and that science may yet show it to be wrong is not conclusive. For what the people believe is for the common welfare must be accepted as tending to promote the common welfare, whether it does in fact or not, end quote. And that's your supremacist court. Well, Chris, I, I, while you were talking, I was just thinking, you know, that 1905 ruling, and it clearly states that, well, if you don't go along with it, you got to pay a fine. Just as you brought up, Steve, well, that's the same thing they said about Obamacare. Oh, no, you'll just be issued a fine. Well, wait a minute. What about the lady in the bleachers? Aren't, wasn't, it, wasn't it policy or wasn't it the procedure, if you found somebody in public that was not wearing a mask, that you would ticket them and they might have to pay a fine? Well, this top law enforcement roly-poly fat guy decided he was going to whip out his taser and start torturing somebody because they didn't comply. Where was her ticket? Uh, this this has gone far. The, the, uh, the, oh. I saw that video. Yeah, I, the, I, I saw that. And, and if, if those cops really cared about health, or of course they just <laughs> care about keeping their income, they wouldn't be so dang fat. <laughs> so, well, uh, but anyway, with, with that quote that I gave, uh, it's not that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, but the mere wants of the many outweigh the near needs of the few, according to Jacobson, Jacobson v. Massachusetts. And so for those of us who know that there are far better health solutions than vaccination, so-called vaccines, the needs of the many are indeed the needs of the few. Or the, the one. Great health solutions well, that are out there. And, and you've heard me make references to this before, and I tongue-in-cheek pull it from Star Trek with Mr. Spock saying, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, or the one. And my retort to that thinking is, if it doesn't work for the one, how do you multiply that and make it fit to work for the many? If it's not right, it's not just, it's not legal, it's not constitutional, it doesn't even have to make sense. If it doesn't work for the many, uh, you know, the needs of the few outweigh yeah what what you know i gosh i am tired sick and tired of people trying to take logic and their position on stuff and twisting things around do we feel like a pretzel yet chris <laughs> God. oh yeah speaking of which leonard nimoy used that exact same quote when he was not of course playing spock as the one laying down his life but when he played an evil Transformer in one of those movies, he did the voice for that, and he was trying to convince those uh, he was victimizing to self-sacrifice by using that exact same quote. Yeah. All right. Chris, I appreciate the call. Good points. Appreciate it. Appreciate it very much. Dan in Texas. Hello, Dan. It looks like you're going to be our what, – what do you got on the screen there? Okay, just Dan John, left. Go ahead. The information on the Freedom Rally Saturday – is in Austin at the Capitol building from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. There's more information about it at constitutionalsummitusa.com. That's constitutionalsummitusa.com. 
USA.com. And this and this is uh, what's the rally for? Well, it's uh, against the Corona nonsense. Okay. And uh, from looking at that website, it appears it's going to have a little bit to do with uh, opposition to BLM. All right. We, uh, Dan, Mike just brought it up. Um, I will take a look at that, and we will post it on the website. How's that? Thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anything else? That's it, John. Okay, sir. Thank you very much. Jeez. Gosh, I I actually have two minutes left. Hmm. And and so you're gonna go. You're gonna go Saturday. Uh, Who's uh, in my backyard? I go. I think I just. I'm might. looking for a fight, so I'd go. <laughs> well, I, I'm serious. Well, I really, I'm, I'm at a, you, I'm you, a you, point you, in my life right now. I want to push somebody. <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm just. I'm in a fighting mood. Now, what? It, remember me telling you before you started on RBN? I warned you. I know. I said, Steve. I said, what's going to happen here is you're going to find yourself getting really angry. You're going to. And and what has exactly happened to you, Steve? I've I've gone up and down, up and down, and I'm I'm back again up on the I'm kind of angry still again now. So it, I don't know if it's going to resolve. I don't know if I miss a Sunday show, and you get a call from the little lady here. Um, <laughs> if you want to stand in for the next couple of weeks until I come back, you're welcome. Uh, wait a minute here. <laughs> What's that got to do with you pulling a muscle in your leg? Oh, that has nothing to do with that. That's that's telling me separate. That's me becoming an old man and finding out I don't heal very fast anymore. And that you have more hair than your co-host. No, I'm does. talking about being picked up at a protest to saying, <laughs> oh, I'm just oh, 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 not, okay. a, not behaving myself. Okay. Well, well, we'll we'll get you bailed out of jail. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's not a that's not a, a that's not a permission slip to just go cause mayhem and punch people though. Okay, I'll try not to. Okay. All right, folks, that'll do it for us today. We are in a pledge drive. I've not mentioned this for a whole two hours because I don't want to beat people up with it. I just want to make you aware that we need donations into the network. Call 800-724-2719. Talk to Mike. When you call in, hit extension 3. Don't call into the board. Don't call into the 800-313-9443. Don't do that. 800-724-2719, extension 3, or go to our website, top of the page, hit the donate button, or you can mail it in to us to RBN 2251 Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas, 78664. Thank you, Steve Elkins. Got it. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. 
owner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-Keep-It-Today. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.